welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. Smartphones and online retailers have allowed consumers to pretty much have what they want whenever they want it. All they have to wait for is shipping, but with some retailers offering same-day shipping, it really does place a lot of control with the buyer. Often, we don't think about what this means for traditional retailers, for those larger, more renowned institutions that always have had a physical presence. Ensuring their competitive advantage often means rethinking how they go to market and which markets are now open to them given the digital marketplace. This morning, I have the pleasure of talking to Bill Allen, uh, Global Chief Human Resources Officer for Macy's in New York. Hello, Bill. Hi, Matt. Good, good morning your time and good evening our time. Yeah, talking to each other from opposite ends of the world, New York to, uh, to Singapore. Now, Bill and I have known each other from some, for some time, I think when you were um, on, in your previous role in Denmark. And um, one of the things about you, um, Bill, is that you've, you've obviously moved around a lot and um, that started quite early in your life. Take us, take us from the, sort of the start of your, I guess, pre-career through your career to now. Yeah, I'll do that, Matt. And I've had the I've had the good fortune of um, of living in quite a number of places. I I remember um, giving a speech in uh, in Denmark around immigration and the flow of global talent, um, and uh, mentioning there that I've lived in uh, 18 cities at the time. Now 19 with New York under my belt, um, and uh, you know I have had quite an adventuresome spirit. So I've lived uh, you know in North America and Europe. Um, and lived in three countries, the United States, Denmark, and um, the Commonwealth of the Bahamas at the time. Um, so, you know, with, uh, with five major global corporations um, and have spent on average about nine years um, with each of them, some, some a little bit less, some a little bit more. Um, that doesn't mean that I've been working for 45 years, though, so the math is obviously a little bit off there, but... Um, but you know, clearly worked with uh, with with five, five different major corporations. The old RCA Corporation, which was um, acquired by General Electric after I left. Um, the um, uh, PepsiCo, um, the Frito Lay division and the Pizza Hut division at the time. Um, a company called Atlas Air, the third largest air cargo company in the world. The AP Miller Mass Group, um, headquartered out of Copenhagen, um, where where my family and I lived for seven years um, and was with the company for nine years. Um, and then um, Macy's Inc., um, the owner of um, Macy's, um, which has about uh, 800 stores in the U.S., and Bloomingdale's, which is our upscale brand, uh, which owns about 40 stores here in the U.S. And so tell us, tell us more about um, your, your, your current role, um, just in terms of the dimensions, the size of the business, you know, employees, and, and other complexity coming with, uh, with that uh, role. Sure, Matt. It's a, uh, it's, a, it's a big, complex business, even though it's um, primarily domestic um, to the U.S. in nature. Um, the, the size of, the, uh, of uh, Macy's um, is around 175,000 employees. Um, you know, located, um, you know, in 46 of uh, the U.S. states, um, we've got a supply chain network uh, with, a, with probably 600 employees outside the United States. Um, the, 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 the role that I'm in is the Chief Human Resources Officer for uh, Macy's, Inc. 
um, but I've also got responsibility for the law department um, here in the U.S., um, as well as external relations and corporate communications. So it's a rather broader uh, role than you would see in most human resource roles, um, but you know, I think I've been well prepared in having some similar jobs to that previously in my career. Um, so it's a great brand, um, and 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 you know, when I when I decided to come here to Macy's, it was the people and the brand, um, both fantastic, and it certainly hasn't disappointed at all. So I wanted to talk to you today um, about your um, recent restructuring exercise, and you know, I think it's fair to say. Uh, Managing HR through restructuring is a bit of a constant across the world now. You know, it's probably one of the uh, the most consistent areas of HR that, that a lot of companies are going through transformation. Tell us about what's been going on at Macy's, Bill. Well, Matt, we're we're actually really early in the process, and I think we're we're inspired, if you will, by our by our past, which is you know the past five years uh, we've grown. Um, Revenues in the top line by nearly four billion dollars. Um, great progress there. We're now at Macy's. We're now the um, seventh largest e-commerce company in the U.S., uh, nipping at the heels of Netflix. Um, tremendous digital growth, um, and all of that has really been driven by um, a tremendous um, investment um, in what we call omni-channel infrastructure. Um, and you know we see that continuing, and we see ourselves as the HR uh, function really contributing to that in a very significant way um, as we go forward. Um, because where it used to be that if you had great store leaders and great merchants and great planners, um, today you have to have those folks, no doubt, in order to win. Um, you don't have competitive advantage if that's not the case. Um, but you also have to have data scientists, technologists, and fulfillment experts um, to be able to really drive the omni-channel growth that we're looking for. So we're thinking, and we're in the relatively early stages of reshaping the HR function here um, so that you know we can be, A, much more efficient, um, and the way to do that is to have a, a digital backbone um, that will get a lot of work done and digitized and done in a very, I would say, a very reliable way and very cost-effective way, but being very, very hands-on and very um, close to the organization where it really counts, which is you know knowing our best talent, growing our best talent, um, and deploying our best talent so that we can continue to win. Um, you know what what it implies is is actually having you know talent strategies for the six groups of um, employees that I mentioned before merchants planners store leaders fulfillment experts technologists and data scientists and having talent strategies for those folks so that we can really get the best of the best to join us um, and create that competitive advantage because quite frankly that's where it's all going um, you know, we've been extraordinarily fortunate um, in that we've had great human capital over, and that has driven along with the, the, the strength of our balance sheet. Um, but, you know, our job is to ensure that we keep up and hopefully a step ahead of our customers, you know, who are increasingly shopping on their mobile phones um, and, 
our job is to figure out how to make all that work so that so that people can come, can continue to come, and really have great confidence in shopping at Macy's in terms of both having a great experience digitally as well as in store, um, and really, you know, having an affinity for the product um, that we have um, both online and in store. So. As far as an HR function goes, you know, what we have to do is we've got to always be in the position where we're ahead of the, the game in terms of creating um, a place where talented people want to come to work, a culture that is driven by performance, um, and leaders whose job it is to really engage um, their teams in essentially doing everything that it takes to win. So I'm curious on... Um, how you've been managing uh, sort of employee engagement during this period. Tell us more about that. Well, you know, it's hard, um, actually. Um, And the reason that it's hard is because as we're going through this discovery journey as to what we should look like as a function as we go forward, and we're right in the middle of really going through that discovery journey, you know, your instinct is to want to tell people what it's going to look like but the fact of the matter is that more often than not, particularly in the early stages, we don't know what the function is going to look like. And we certainly don't know exactly, you know, how many jobs that we're going to have, um, where those jobs will be. And so we're getting closer on that. Um, and I think, you know, the best thing that we can do to manage engagement is to let people know when we know things um, and, and if we... Uh, don't and don't know them. Let them know when we will let them know um, that. Um, because you know the last thing we want to do is go out with something and have it um, not be um, the case. Um, because all that does is just create confusion, and confusion um, is really a, not a good thing when you're talking about um, hundreds of uh, hundreds of folks on the team who need clear direction. So it's it's hard to answer your question directly, Matt. It is it is hard, and it's hard because there's so much uncertainty about the way things will look in the future. Um, so we've just got to be as transparent as we can with folks um, and and let them know, um, you know, exactly what we know when we know it, and let them know when we think we will know the stuff that we don't know today, which ends up being quite a bit. So it sounds like the art to greater stability in these times um, really hinges on an effective communication strategy it's a, it's a big it's a big part of it um, and at the at the end of the day it's all about leadership um, you can have the communication strategy and you can have all the pipes to deliver the information but at, but at the end of the day it's all about you know us as leaders um, engaging our folks and and letting them know you know what we know and when we'll know it Yes. And, and Bill, in, in this sort of exercise, I mean, given your broad career background, have you been able to, to draw on any other sort of related experiences um, in, in your career um, around similar transformation? I, I quite frankly haven't been involved in a transformation quite as big as this one um, from strictly an HR standpoint. But clearly, you know, some of my experiences at PepsiCo and at Maersk um, have been very, very large um, and very large-scale transformations. Um, at the at the end of the day, you know, the thing that all three of these big transformations have in common is, you know, that it's all about um, our customers and meeting the needs of our customers. It's 
all about putting ourselves in a position where we can put our competitors on their back foot um, because we are so proactive and we're so capable and we're so dedicated to winning and winning the right way um, through great leadership. So those clearly are lessons that I've learned and taken away from other major change initiatives. Um, that it is all about creating competitive advantage, but doing it in such a way that um, that everybody, um, you know, is excited to, uh, to come to work um, and really um, contribute um, towards winning in an outsized way. Um, so that's, you know, that's the common thread that I would take away from through all of these, uh, Matt, and I think it's, I think it's a very important one. And quite frankly, when we get it right, it's very, very inspiring. So what advice would you give other global CHROs who are about to go through a um, similar exercise? You know, I think there's probably, a, there's not probably, there, there are a few things, Matt. Um, you know, one of which is, you know, look at it as a business case. Um, it's not um, something that can be done, um, you know, in isolation um, or in a vacuum. Um, why are we doing it and how is it going to help us build competitive advantage um, for the enterprise? Um, at the end of the day, it comes down to our customers. What are our customers need? How, how, what capability do we need as, as an uh, organization? And then how does HR serve that? Um, you know, we, we are in many ways the, uh, the tail of the dog, um, and we do not wag the dog. So really looking at it from a business case standpoint, I think is extraordinarily important, number one. Number two is being thoughtful about what all of this looks like um, so that we don't go through starts, starts and stops. Um, you know, starts and stops are, quite frankly, they're easy to get into. Um, they, but they can be very disruptive. Um, so being very thoughtful and taking the time to really think through um, the implications of the changes that um, you're thinking about are very, very important. And then the third piece is to uh, be very thoughtful in terms of how we engage our stakeholders um, so that we bring people along um, with us um, to get to uh, you know, to the the, the the place that we want to be. Um, and that one can be difficult as well simply because, you know, if you, if you, it, everybody likes to have the answers and eliminate uncertainty. Um, but that's just not possible when you're going through a transformation of the size of this one. So I'd say those, those three things are, you know, very, very important. Um, you know, number one, treat it like a business case. Number two, be thoughtful in terms of how we go forward. And number three, um, you know, ensure that uh, we bring our stakeholders along with us. Um, all critical. And that was Bill Allen, Global CHRO for Macy's, talking about their recent restructuring exercise. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, follow our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.